Welcome, welcome, welcome to Walking Through Glass, the podcast with your host, Dr. Dina C. Brown. And I tell you, today we have a conscious conversation for you. My guest is, you know, I have to catch my breath every time I think about really her impact that she has, not just on women but on people. And so when we're talking about walking through glass and really managing, you know, our emotions, our anxieties, our fears, and all of those limited beliefs, it's really about learning to have that power of breath and breathing. And today I bring to you Giovanna, and without further ado, I'm going to let Giovanna introduce herself to you. Wow. Thank you, Dr. Dina, and I am super <laughs> excited for this opportunity. Thank you for having me on as a guest. So who am I? When you mentioned that, I was like, okay, which way am I going to go with this? Am I going to give them the things that they can read on my bio or see on social media? Um, who am I? I guess I am, I am a wife. I am a mother. Um, I am a child of God. I'm a believer. Uh, but, but who am I is someone that still walking this thing out called life. And I really love the title of your podcast, Walking Through Glass. I was thinking about it the other day when you reminded me that I was going to be a guest is that, you know, sometimes it does feel like we're walking through glass. And, and as a psychotherapist, which is one of my, my titles that I'm paid for, um, you know, I often encounter people that are walking through glass. And I'm always able to relate, even if our circumstances are different, our stories are different, I'm able to relate because because I am certainly someone who has walked through her share of glass and still walks through glass <laughs> on a given day. And um, so, so thank you again for this platform. Um, I, I, I developed the, the concept or the brand of Breathe um, a few years ago because I was uh, seeing that in my clients. I was working with clients. I'm a mental health therapist, and I was having clients that were coming into my office with panic attacks, anxiety, depression, unhappiness, just kind of emotionally worried. I've had clients in my office that were actively suicidal in my office, and believe it or not, I was able to use the power of the breath each and every time to bring them back to a place of calm and stillness. Like I literally had a client one time that I was on the verge of calling EMS to come and pick her up and take her and, and put her in the hospital for because she was literally breaking down in my office. And I led her through several minutes of deep breathing and, and just kind of conscious meditation. And believe it or not, she walked out of my office like a whole different person. So who I am is a giant slayer. I help people identify the, the things in their lives, the obstacles, the giants, and just di di discover the to overcome those things. Wow. 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 Let me catch my breath, like I say. <laughs> because that is so important. And as you were sharing the the concept, and I love to share people with people, they go, why do you call your show Walk? Where does this come from? And the actual show is part of the overall message from my book, that will be released possibly at the beginning of the year. I've gone back and forth and adding and changing and moving things around. You know, as an author, you're like, no, that yes. ain't it yet. Yes. It ain't it yet. And so it's been ready, 
but it wasn't ready for you because it wasn't about me. And so when I would go back and look and say, hmm, is this all of me to give to them to help make the shifts that they need? And I said, I've been holding back. So I had to process it and actually be my own client in a sense and work mm-hmm. back through. And so I've had some unique experiences since the start of that book, Walking Through Glass, the ultimate guide to be saying sexy and significant in a male-dominated world. And as I started to share the house, because people would say, how do you do blank? Where do you get the idea for blank? And I thought about the women that I worked with and that I coached who are in the executive space, and these women, which, I mean, it all looks and forms, they go, oh, my God, they're just such badasses. They just got everything under control. And what happened is that they're really broken on the inside. And it wasn't them getting that corner office. It wasn't them having that moment to quote-unquote, break the glass ceiling, it's what happened once they were there. Then that's when the doubts really begin to surface, the real Mm -hmm. high um, tendency for imposter syndrome, um, anxiety and depression, wondering are they a good mom, are they still a real woman, do they have to act like a man to really be able to be effective. And I thought, wait a minute, and God just said, Dina, can I teach you, can I teach people how to, how to own the room? Yes, I can. He said, but that's not what I called you to do. He said, I called you to help them walk through the glass. Wow, I love it. And begin to manage that mindset and to own who they are as I see them. Because yes. here's what I tell people. For me, I sometimes forget. So when you say, who am I? I thought, ooh, what am I going to say? And I said, you know what? I am who God says I am because sometimes I get it twisted. Mm -hmm. And so when I do, I have found that there are certain strategies that I had to put into place. One of them, again, not just meditating, okay, not just praying, but literally focused breathing in a state of consciousness. And that's what drew me so much to your platform and to your messaging and your beautiful spirit, of course, and all of that. But I thought, how many people really truly understand the power of breath? Yes. You know, I'm not sure that we do. I think we're becoming more woke um, to the concept. Uh, I, I realize that there are... A few, I've contacted or been in contact now with a few other people that, that are using the whole Breathe, um, you know, brand, and, and that's certainly fine. You know, I would love to connect and support what they're doing because there's enough for everyone. But for me, it was really just the power of it that I was able to witness, again, with my clients, not what I read, not what I heard, not what I saw on reality TV, but what I witnessed in person was the power of the breath. And it's so often something we don't give a lot of um, attention to. You know, we don't really, unless we meditate or we're into yoga, which teaches about, you know, the breath and prana, we don't really give it a lot of thought. But, you know, if you think about it, number one, the breathing is the first thing we do when we get here, and it's the last thing that we do when we leave. And so it's, it's being conscious of all those breaths in between, and what am I doing with that? Because the breath is what connects us to the present moment and to the next moment. And, um, and so just kind of being aware of that and, and knowing what that means and what that looks like, because as you said, we're all going to have 
challenges. We're going to have struggles. We're going to have, you know, our tests in life and our trials and things like that. But our breath is that one thing that is just as close to us as, as anything that we can always draw upon. And, and so when I remember that, then I can remember that I'm safe in this very moment, that no matter what is going on, as long as I'm still able to take that next breath, in this very moment, I am safe. And, and sometimes that is all that we need to kind of return to center and get back to that inner core of groundedness so that we can make a conscious next decision or a conscious choice about whatever it is that we are addressing or facing or dealing with. Oh, that is so powerful. And as you were speaking, I thought about two recent incidents in my life because as I've become more conscious about catching my breath, you know, mm-hmm. and, and just really sitting in that present moment to consciously breathe, I realized that as a mom and a coach and a teacher, I always use that power of breath with my son when he literally would begin to seem to spiral, especially because he's an athlete, and sometimes it gets really emotional um, from the competition, the games, and he recently just had a game, and they they lost the game in overtime. Okay. And I noticed I was sitting there, you know, Mama Bear Mode, and I'm watching him, you know, have this episode. And he's usually very a very calm, you know, person, you know, that, that thinks that we're inside. And I just remember getting to him and moving everybody from around him because they're, oh, they're so sorry. And he was still, the more that they tried to placate him, the more he was spiraling. Okay. And I realized that he wasn't breathing in that conscious thing. So I told him everybody to move, and I grabbed him, and I grabbed him by the front of his jersey, and I yanked him to me. I said, breathe. Stop. Wow. And just breathe. Breathe. Stop talking. Breathe. Stop talking. Breathe. And I said, now, let's talk about this, because it wasn't about you. You couldn't have saved it. It wasn't true. When you got so caught up in everything, mm-hmm. you were not. You thought it was all of you, but it was a team that lost this. There was a thousand decisions that were made on that field right. that brought this game so close. But did you see what you guys did? You came back strong in the fourth. I mean, you did things. That I said, I'm so proud that you guys didn't stop and give up. I said, but I need you right now to breathe. Right. And as he started to consciously breathe, then his brain, because he's now getting oxygen to the brain, and you know, I'm just a nerd, just fabulous one. Mm-hmm. So from the neurological side of the house, that breathing and bringing oxygen to that brain yes. allowed yes. him to bring that so it's hard. And now we could start to talk, and now he could calm down, and now he was able to interact. And probably like six, seven minutes later, you wouldn't, you wouldn't recognize. I mean, because he was cra- I mean, it mm-hmm. was crazy. And my son is a big guy, but I'm a bigger <laughs> mom, and I, I serve you. a big guy. And so I knew that the power of breath. And so I realized that I've been doing that since he was little. When he would get out, I'd grab him and say, breathe. Wow. And I began to say that to myself when my emotions began to take me on a journey. Absolutely. That I started to recognize the power in that breath, too. So that's why when you were saying that and how you talk, I was, you know, when people can get it, 
and to really understand it and process it because it takes an intentionality. It does. With that. And it so, does. so how do they learn? How do how how do people learn to start to breathe so that they can truly impact those people that they're called to lead? Yeah, um I I think it is certainly it, it is a great tool for me to use in the moment as you did with your son. But one of the things that I teach my clients is that if you become more conscious on a daily basis, then it Mm -hmm. won't take you as much. You will find that you're not as, uh, that you don't have that whole or flight thing happening that you were talking about neurologically, so your your system isn't going to automatically go into defense mode every time because, as I said, when we are conscious of that, that present breath, it reminds me that I'm safe in this moment. And a lot of times we emotionally overreact because there's a feeling of unsafety. There's a feeling is happening to me that I don't like, I can't handle, it's overwhelming, um, I'm upset about it, I feel threatened, I feel disrespected, I feel overlooked, I feel exposed, whatever that emotion is. And so I'm reacting to that, and the first thing I notice is that my breath changes. And because there mm. is a saying that you cannot breathe deeply and stress and worry at the same time. You can't. Because when you begin to breathe deeply, as you said, your brain is going to become calm. Your body is going to immediately go into a state of calm. And so then you're going to be able to make a more conscious, rational decision rather than reacting, which, you know, we hear that with people with anger management (laughs) issues or people that just say, hey, I snapped or I flipped. And and if we could recall to be in in real time and just kind of record their thoughts in the moments leading up to deeply couldn't deeply breathe and do that unless maybe you're antisocial personality disorder but you can't do you can't yeah you can't spaz out you can't go ham you can't go off on someone if you're breathing deeply because that breath is going to draw you right back to your center would say get in a practice of doing it daily you know even if it's just five or ten minutes as you were saying just developing a practice of daily just let me sit in this moment for five or ten minutes and remind myself that I'm here I'm safe all is well and that I can handle whatever is coming at me and and if you get into that then when those things happen as they're going to and people are going to happen, things are going to happen, now you're able to not be so reactive, not so emotionally reactive. Um, because if we can shift the oh, wait breath, a minute. we can – did it, did it cut us off? I'm hearing right. you, and I'm looking at this recording, and it's like not like it's even recording. But I'm going to keep going because it did this to me before, this free – girl, this is too mm-hmm. much powerful stuff that <laughs> I'm looking at the recording and it looks like it stopped. Are you serious? And it's, it, yes, and it said to break your experience. I was like, what experience? I'm still in it. Um, oh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So here's the thing, because this happened before, and when I saw it, I thought it had cut me off, but somehow it was still recording. And... I'm wondering if it's still, um, oh, no, it says it stopped at 12 minutes. No? Oh, it's still recording. You know what? It's still recording. I I believe it's still recording because it's not showing up as a past recording. So I'm just going to, we'll continue to move because we're still on the call. 
So it's still showing oh, okay. that and stuff. And I good thing is again it's recorded. I can cut this portion out. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. And stuff. And I'll find a good point to do that piece. So as you were sharing that part of that daily breath. Yeah, it's, it's making it a conscious practice, doing it daily. And, you know, a lot of times people will say, well, I don't have time, I'm so rushed. And, you know, and, and the thing about sometimes we have to, you know, slow down to go faster. And, and so making that a conscious part of your day, just like eating or brushing your teeth or meditating or prayer, just taking that time to just breathe silently and deeply, and you'll be amazed at just how much smoother your day goes. And even if there are, you you know, uh, challenges in your day, you'll be amazed at how much better able you are to navigate those and and not, again, get so emotionally upset or emotionally moved by those things. You, you become, you know, like that tree that's planted and rooted, and you're just like, okay, things are happening, but I don't have to get emotionally involved in it. That, it's, it's that part, and I can speak to that from a very personal experience when even as recent as yesterday and I had some news and some conversations that were extremely disturbing and Mm. I could feel myself. Now, here's what I actually do as well. Besides breathing, again, people say, well, are you okay now? I said, yeah, that's just a five minute. I just, I, I scheduled my tantrums. <laughs> and I know that they have a start and an end. And when I yes. say schedule, I literally put timer on the phone. And if I'm going through, I honor that. It's a feeling. It's an emotion. It's a, it's all of that. I'm human. And I say you got ten minutes to just be as irrational as whatever. Go go there. Mm-hmm. Cut you out. Got everybody. Go out. And at the end of that ten minutes. When my timer goes off, then I have to let that go. Then I spend 15 minutes in gratitude, and I just start to give thanks, and I give thanks. And in that giving thanks and in that moment of gratitude, I actually incorporate, again, conscious breathing, deep breathing, and with everything that I'm, I even give thanks for breath. And that I can, I've learned to respond instead of react. And that I just, you know, continue. And by the end of that time, then I'm really good and I'm able to move and shift past it and see the opportunities and any obstacle. And that has been, you know, one of my strategies. But here's the interesting thing is that I've done this and been working on it. And I, you know, I study and and pay attention to a lot of the neurological impulses and neuro-linguistic programming pieces. I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. I love neuroscience. And so mm-hmm. I started paying close attention in the last couple of years and doing a lot of research and study on how our body reacts, and like you said, that fight or flight, but even more so how our cells react. Mm-hmm. And when I started, because, again, I'm a researcher, and I start going, okay, let me document this happening. When I do this, what are some immediate things? And I started to study myself in a very conscious state as if I was an outside organism, to be honest with you. And it allowed Mm -hmm. me to recognize, and when I'm working with either a client or working in in a situation that gets heightened, to bring that situation down because I can see those other triggers. And then each and every time, the very first thing that I do is that for me, I take a breath. And I noticed that when I start visibly taking a breath, in those groups, other people visibly take a breath. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> and it, you know, and it brings them. And so, and I'll say, I'm just going to take a breath right now. Yeah. And I notice that they might not announce it, but they do it as well. Mm-hmm. And that has really helped, you know, begin to impact me as a leader because people will push your buttons. They will, yes. Woo. They will push your and buttons. And people are watching you. They're watching They're you. They're watching you. What your reaction is going to be. You know, is she what she claims to be? Or if yes. she is pushed the right way, will she go back to sister girl? Yes. Well, I do tell people I will cut you with some pearls on and then press charges mm-hmm. against you. Okay? <laughs> I said <laughs> and, but I'm just meaning coming out of character, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, absolutely. I, I think it's absolutely. okay that we all are willing to defend ourselves and stand our ground and set boundaries and limits. I'm not meaning in that way. I just mean that, you know, I, I don't want to come out of character because, you, let's mm-hmm. be real, sometimes people can take you there. They can push that right button. And, and I don't, you know, I'm conscious that people are watching me, you know, not only my mm-hmm. children when I'm with them, if it's a person personal situation, but even sometimes when I'm before a group of people, I've had people, you know, to physically challenge me publicly, and it's like, okay, I'm conscious in that moment, Giovanna, everybody is watching for your reaction, so it would be easy for me to retaliate in kind, but when I don't, even though sometimes I come away and I'm wrestling with myself, like, man, maybe I should have said, but the reality is after that, someone always says to me, wow, my respect level for you is even greater because I watched you to see your reaction in that moment, and I mean, you just stayed just you know, you remain diplomatic, you remain professional, you remain calm, and, and that just, wow, I just want to learn from I'm like, oh, my gosh, you just, like, I was boiling. Like, I was, but on the outside, I knew that I couldn't do that, that I had to respond in a way that really, And that doesn't mean I'll get to be human, but it just means like I have to that can't be my 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 show out has to be my exception and not my general response. Absolutely. No, that that is so eloquently put. And when people they get a thrill sometimes of heckling you and I was like miserable people yeah. want people to be miserable too. <laughs> people that are hurt they want they to be hurt too. People that are angry want other people to be angry mm-hmm. as well. And so they'll try to keep exciting you. And what you said earlier was so powerful is that if you practice this daily breathing and consciousness, Mm -hmm. then you're not taken and you don't jump in as readily as maybe you used to. And when I look at the course of my, you know, experiences, I realize I have grown by Mm -hmm. leaps and bounds, child, leaps. About when I began to use that sense of intentionality to meditate, to pray. I mean, my prayer meditation is how I start my day. But even incorporating, I have on my phone um, two additional opportunities throughout my day for me to breathe, to take a breath. And actually, it says that on my phone. See, I schedule it. I believe if it's important then you schedule it. Mm -hmm. And so I schedule those five minutes for me to be conscious and take a breathe moment. And I do, people say, oh, what's that on your phone? I said, oh, I said, I I do that. And it's really important and critical and valuable to me. Now, unless I'm sitting in the midst of a meeting and I cannot get away, 
Mm-hmm. Then I will sit there, though, if my timer goes off, I will make sure I'm not the one, say, presenting and talking during that time, and I still take that. <laughs> so my yeah. body, I've just trained it to kind of get um, – to do that so regular so that there's muscle memory, there's breathing memory. But Absolutely. in all of that, I, I, I do want to ask, and I was, I was loving when you were saying how you hold your image. One of our co- my coaches, Paul Martinelli, he'll tell you, hold your image, you know. Mm-hmm. But is there ever time that you just get sick and tired of being the one that has to hold the image? Oh, girl, every time. <laughs> every time every I mean that is like my constant conversation like God why do I always have to you know go high like Michelle Obama go high when they go low why do I always have to be the bigger person why do why don't I just get to show out sometimes you know and, and it, it is because I, God recently reminded me of this because like I said I had a recent encounter where someone publicly publicly challenged and heckled me and And I had to just kind of stand there. And so when I was kind of going off and giving all the reasons and justification as to why I would have been okay to go off on this person, God said, you know what? Well, let me ask you a question. Are you only authentic when someone is is a friend to you? Uh, Who are you really at your core? What does your authenticity really mean? Is your authenticity just about, oh, I'm going to keep it real, I'm going to keep it 100? Because authenticity, it goes through and through. So if you wouldn't treat a client like that, if you wouldn't treat a friend like that, then you also can't even treat someone coming at you like that because authenticity mm. doesn't shift. It doesn't change. It's not temporal. It doesn't fluctuate. And so God reminded me in that moment, you still got to be true to you. You still got to be true to that inner core of who you are. And when I really had to admit that, it brought me to my knees because I was like, you are so right. I was ready to let go of all of the titles, all of the stuff that I've learned, all the things, you know, and just be like rolling my neck and like, who do you think you are? I can't believe. And, and but God was like, that's not you anymore. You know, I've created mm-hmm. you a new, and now you have to respond as that new girl, that new woman that I've created. You're not hurting anymore. And so even though my mind went there, I knew that I couldn't go there in the physical because physical because it's like you're right. I'm not there anymore, and I can't afford to give you that power. So I may go back mm. to my husband and, and, and vent and go off. I may call my sister girls and be like, girl, let me tell you what, she, she tried it today. Okay, okay, yeah. But, yeah, so I still have that, but I just don't give that person. I don't want to, again, I just don't want to be disingenuous to me. It isn't even about my image. I don't want to be disingenuous to me because when God asked me that day what I said back was, I am exactly who you called me to be. Mm. And that, that is the, I think that is the difference. And what you said that resonated with me that I know would resonate with listeners is that you don't say that, oh, I don't have certain feelings you're saying that I just shifted my outlet. I have a safe person or person yes. that I can go and say, let me vent and right. let me get this out because and, and even in the midst of those moments, because, again, it's the human factor, yes. you always hold your image because you're reminded of who God called you to be. Exactly. And I was listening to one of my um, – one of my tapes this morning um, through Empowered Mentoring, and this is where we talk about really mindset mastery. 
And, again, um, one of my teachers, and he was saying, you know, your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions compose your attitude. And when they do compose your attitude in that, you are the master of that. And when you can allow or when you ever allow somebody to take control of any of those things, Mm -hmm. you have given up your power. Yep. And my mom used to say that. She said, the very time that you use the word, they made me. And any time you say that, they made me, instead of, unless it was they made me a sandwich, if, they said, if you said they right. made me, <laughs> she would say, you gave your power away. But the yeah. same power you gave away, you have the power to take back. Absolutely. And so you have to own that. And I was at church. I was sharing with uh, one of my clients earlier, and I said, you know, when we're going through some things, and they always, I don't know about you, my clients always get surprised that I go through things. Like, yes. yes. Do you think that my world is so untouchable and perfect? And if it was, that means I'm not doing what God called me to do, number one. I said, number two, I said, yes. I can speak to you about overcoming certain challenges because I've been through some things. Mm. And I said, at first hand, I said, and in the midst of another one of my seasons, which I'm in right now, where it takes every day of mindfulness to Mm -hmm. not sink into these, you know, pits of self-pity and, you know, depression and insecurity because when you pour all of your energy and effort and the focus into someone, something, or a mission or a job, and it does not come to fruition the way that you expected it to, then you can go all kind of ways. Mm-hmm. And so you have to. And I said, I went to church, and when God says go to church today instead of watching it on TV, you know, if I've been traveling or whatever, I'll catch it on our iCampus. But he said, get up and go today. Go to service today. Mm. At 1030. And I said, okay. I had these kind of conversations. I mean, God talk like this. <laughs> I said, okay. Uh-huh. And so I went. And I was sitting there. And one of the ministerial songs, the line was, and when I say it, it hit me, and that, has, that is now not only my 2019, but I'm rolling in 2020 with this. It says, you have the power and the anointing to change Mm. your situation. (laughs) The power and anointing to change your situation. As I sat in that, being ministered in that way, I knew why I had to be in the room that morning. Because... Mm. That was the piece. It wasn't that I've ever doubted my power. And even, and even like I wouldn't say I even doubted my gifts. I said, but in the season of frustration and irritation, mm. I forgot that they both work together for my good. And they have the yes. power of changing my situation. So before I sit there and react to this, when I respond with my power and anointing, boom, situations changed. 
Absolutely. And so I think about, as you share, the breathe movement, you know? Mm-hmm. If that is not a power, like you said, that you have and you, <laughs> you, you got control to change your situation with breathing. And, I, and I'm not, and when people say, okay, <laughs> I'm breathing, that's not what I'm talking right. about. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and you know yes. what I mean? As I was sitting here thinking about that, I said, I thought about a little of the heckler person. Okay, I'm breathing. Isn't nothing changed? Yes. That's not what I'm yes. talking about. Let me, let me tell you, Dr. Dina. Thank you. I'm sorry <laughs> to interrupt you. But because I, I had this experience recently, I have been going in doing breathing <laughs> workshops with, um, like, first responders, healthcare employees, um, people like that. And so I was in one, and, and so as people were filing in to sit down, one of the ladies was like, well, what's this about today? And the other lady was like, oh, we're learning to breathe. And, and, I, and I caught it, and I just stood there. And so when I got up and I, you know, introduced myself and talked about what we were there to do, and, and, and once we had gone through a few breathing exercises, because I literally take them through it and, and, and demonstrate how to do it. And so at the end, she looked at me, and I said, so is it just, and she was like, girl, I get it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> because like you said, people say, well, I'm breathing anyway. I'm breathe, I breathe all the time. Who going to teach me how? to breathe and it's not about that it's teaching you how to have that awareness of the breath you know breathing and blinking are the only two bodily functions we have that we can do unconsciously and consciously so when I'm not thinking about my breathing I'm still breathing and when I'm consciously thinking about my breathing I'm breathing and that's what you were talking about kind of having that control of the breath because when something happens like I said and I go into that fight flight freeze mode where I'm feeling attacked I'm feeling threatened I'm feeling unsafe I'm feeling wounded and upset See, I forget all of that. And now that unconscious thing starts to take over because I've been triggered. And so reminding myself that, wait a minute, I do have power in this moment because I have power over my breath. And if I can't control the external circumstances that are happening, the one thing I can control is this breath. And so if I got to stare you in your beautiful eyes and just breathe, and breathe and breathe and breathe until all that emotion has kind of settled down and I can look at you the way God looks at you instead of wanting to knock you out, then I have restored my sense of power. And I'm not trying to. I'm not working from willpower, but I've kind of gotten back to that place where it's like, you know what, for a second there, I almost forgot who I was, and I almost let you Mm -hmm. take me there. But thank you. Thank you for the practice, because I think those types of situations allow us to continue to practice. It allows us to continue to, to you know, not prove who we are, but, but just those little like, hmm, is she really who she said? Oh, let me test her a little bit. And so those are our opportunities, you know, those little challenges, the hecklers. They, they give us those opportunities. And, and, and after that, I literally went on a seven-day fast for that young lady that heckled me on her behalf, not for God Mm. to remove her, not for me to be proven right in the situation. I said, God, what was it in her? What was hurting so badly that all she could do was lash out at someone? Let me pray for that. Let me Mm. pray for her healing and restoration. Because, again, if I'm going to be authentic and I'm going to be a champion and a healer for women, then I can't just do that for the women that are on my side. Mm. That's so good. 
that is so good. <laughs> I mean, it's just yeah. like, wow. <laughs> that is so good. And, and, and putting it in a multitude of perspectives. And that's where that power actually is. Now, I want to make sure that anyone listening can find out more, number one, about who you are, what you do. Where can Mm -hmm. people actually find you in the social media space and world? And what's coming up next for you? Oh, thank you. Um, Well, as I was sharing earlier, Breathe is a brand. Um, I have uh, founded now the Breathe Women's Retreat. Um, This was my third year. We went to Phoenix, Arizona. Next year, 2020, we're going to Ocho Rios, Jamaica. And then 2021, we're going to Bali, Indonesia. So the Breathe Women's Retreat is really not just a girlfriend's getaway. I'm laughing because of some of the people that are like, hey, girl, we should do this. We should take this trip and I'm like they really just don't know we 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 do healing work we do deliverance work so yeah we have fun and we you know we play and swim and do all those things but we are there to help women get set free to help women breathe and exhale and discover who they really are and what their true purpose is and so from the breathe women's retreat the breathe women's conference um started next year. This is our second year. Dr. Dina, I'm excited. It's going to be here. Yes, I'm excited. So, you know, that's taking place in November, November 9th in Greenville, South Carolina. We've got Aventure Gray, pastor at Relentless Church, wife of John Gray, who's actually our featured speaker. And then we've got other speakers coming from different areas of the United States. Which truly will be it's going to be an awesome opportunity for women to get uplifted, empowered, inspired, you know, not just the bossing up because, honey, if your stuff is ragged yes. on the inside, then all the bossing mm. up in the mm. world isn't going to mean a thing. So I want you to be bossed up on the inside first able to contain you on the outside. So that's kind of what the movement is about. Um, if people want to connect with me, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, at Simply Giovanna G, Giovanna G-I-O-V-A-N-N-A. I have a website, Giovanna Gathers, G-E-A-T-H-E-R-S.com, and then I'm on Facebook at Giovanna Gathers. And so that's kind of about me. You know, I have a radio show, a weekly talk radio show on Rejoice 96.9 in Greenville. I'm about to go syndicate it um, the, the fall of this year. And um, so just lots but I, I don't even do what I do for all of that, for accolades, for followers, for for any of that. I am just really trying my best to be my best version of me. And I am having a ball in the process. Mm. And and isn't that really truly owning the power of breath? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's on your, I mean, that's really everything you just said is that I am loving on me, doing me, doing the things I'm called to do, impacting the people that I'm called, you know, to lead. That you're called to lead, the ones that are assigned, you know, to you, yeah. and showing up in your authentic truth, and and really helping to heal other women who aren't there yet, and knowing that this is, when when you were just speaking, I kept saying, this is what purpose looks like. Mm. I don't know if I'm a purpose, and I kept saying, this is what purpose looks like, and it's not always pretty and so detailed and outlined and, and all, you know, color inside the box. It's outside, inside, but it's still all on the same page, and that's 
what purpose looks like. And I am beyond, you know, honored that you have taken the time to be here because, again, time is a precious resource. Mm-hmm. And once, once it's gone, it's gone. So I yeah. appreciate that. But more importantly, the, your desire and your obedience and doing what you're called to do to help inspire, empower, and transform the lives of women and people, you know, everywhere. Now, like I told people that the things that I share, it's applicable, men, women, you know, everybody. But mm-hmm. who I'm speaking to are those women who are like me and not like me, but we're all on the mm-hmm. same journey and take different paths, and we go through things, and we don't have to be there alone. So I... I'm so pleased to know that you are such a beautiful representation and a partner in Aww. this mission to uplift women globally, globally, yes. you know, and yeah. I'm like super excited about what's to come at the Breathe Conference in um, Greenville, South Carolina, to even be, you know, in the room, in the space, and just being connected to you because I do believe it's a divine connection. I agree. And that's... We're here to do some amazing things and really mm-hmm. have a massive, massive impact on those that we're called to serve. And so I appreciate you, and I look mm-hmm. forward to, to what's to come. And definitely, you know, having you back, I was like, there's still so much more. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, there's another option. Oh, my gosh, there's a whole other conversation <laughs> um, <laughs> um, to, to have. And I thought, okay, let's give them some bite-sized pieces and let them breathe on that. Yes, <laughs> I'm bringing that yeah. in there. I'm full of puns. I love to laugh. Um, but more importantly, I know I'm called to serve. And so yeah. I appreciate you just being here. Is there anything that you want to share with the listeners, you know, as that final thought, that final point? Yeah, uh, if I could take a moment, Dina, I did forget to give them the website for the Breeze Conference, which is pretty simple, The Breeze, and make sure you put that E on there, um, thebreatheconference.com, and you can see our speaker lineup, our itinerary, um, and if you would like to join us, then you can, you know, find the link for the hotel. Um, actually, I'll be adding that very soon, but we would love to have you guys um, join us from wherever you may be coming from. However, what I would say is that that again, um, own your breath. You know, if, if you can learn to own your breath, and I know you're saying it's in my body, of course I own it, but I mean own the power that it represents. It's the power that gives you life, that literally is the life force flowing through your body. Um, and, and connect with that, consciously connect with that, connect with you, connect with that inner being on the inside of you. Take those moments to sit in silence and stillness and know that you are enough, that even though you may be called to five different businesses or, or ten different responsibilities or roles in your life or in your business, just know that you are as important, more important, because when you're you're not centered, when you're not whole, then none of the rest of the things that you do really matter as much. So take time to start with you and make sure that you are making that time for breathing, making that time just to sit with yourself, just to love on yourself because you're worth it and you are enough. Mm. Well, there you have it. (laughs) You are enough. (laughs) So all you need to do is just breathe. 
Breathe. <sighs> that Girl. was so amazing. That was Girl. so amazing. <laughs> Look, I and felt like, it. I don't know what you were sending out over there, but honey, I felt it. <laughs> I was like, and and that's why I keep saying I just know that this is a calling space. And the people go, after I finished, it was different. I said because I really don't know what's going to come out of that, <laughs> and that's why I know that what whatever is supposed to happen, what comes to fruition, I said, in the energy when you put, and that's what I said, I can't just have anyone on my show. <laughs> I said, because I need to have the someones that are here to do a bigger work and to spark that. And so people are like, oh, can I do your show? And if I don't with them and don't really know them personally, then I've a lot of the time, I'm just kind of going, I, you know, let me see. What is it that you want to talk about? And I find they just want to promote themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they just want to promote themselves, and they're not really looking at how am I going to add value and serve people. I realize that that's not in alignment with who I am. Yes. Authentically. And so people, I've turned down things. I've turned down opportunities. And they'll say, oh, I could do this and that. I said, you know what? Here's another thing that God's already shown me. Yes, I need people who are interdependent. I said, but he's also shown me (laughs) is that the road and the journey is not necessarily through you. Wow. So I could do this for you. And I said, you probably can. Mm -hmm. I said, but God is showing me that certain things I need to do for me because that's part of my journey and part of my awareness. And that has also been part of my problem and my purpose is that, People are drawn to me, and then they want to show up and do things, and they take part of my growth. Mm. So I gave it to them. Wow. <laughs> and so I couldn't learn the lessons I needed to learn because someone says, oh, Dina, I like that. Let me do this for you. Da-da-da-da-da-da. And so when life really began to happen and it hit hard, and I said, God, when are lessons going to be over? He said, when you learn. Mm. <laughs> I'm telling you. I- <laughs> And I tell people, they go, you be doing this all the time? I say, yes. I think just like the same way I'm talking to you is the same conversation that me and God be having these talks. And we be yep. sitting there going at it. And, and I tell people that I am who I am, and I am not apologizing. And that's where the Lead Her Shift movement was born, is that I'm going to be unapologetically authentic with all of my imperfection mm-hmm. and all of who I am. Oh, I'm going to give you God. that because it's still going to serve you. Yes. I agree. So that's why I, I said I, I love like what you were saying. Yeah, earlier when you were saying how people think you don't have stuff and don't go through stuff, and I realized that I was um, trapped by that for a while because I even felt it like, well, if people knew that I've been through things, how am I going to be a therapist? How am I going to be a speaker? How am I going to be a coach to them? Because they'll be looking at me like, girl, you can't even get your own life together. And that's when God came (laughs) to me and and said, who better than you? 
because you yes. know you don't know it because you learned it in school, because you studied it, because you read it, because you heard it online. You know because you've lived it, you've experienced it. And so I no longer allow people to put me in that space. When they come out with that, I'm like, oh, hold on, wait a minute, because I had to give myself permission not to be perfect. I had to give myself permission to be flawed and, and messed up, you know, and still be okay with Giovanna. And and I as love you were it because just, it liberated me. As you were just talking, and I actually had did um, prepared and started to talk to this, and this was way back when Waiting to Excel when stuff was out. And as we've been talking about breathing, then God just downloaded to me. He said, it's time to exhale. It's time to start telling. That's what this movement that I worked through, what we worked through, and that why we are all drawn, you know what I mean, together. He said, because it's time to exhale. Mm-hmm. It's time to let all that stuff we got buried down there on the inside causing us shame and fear because we're so worried that people are going to find out these secrets that aren't even really secret mm-hmm. because God already knows. Exactly. He said, tell them it's time to exhale. Exactly. Time to you. So thank you. Like, Thank you. Thank you very much, Giovanna, for coming on the show today and just really helping us understand how important it is to just breathe. Well, that's what we have for you today on Walking Through Glass, the podcast. And I look forward to you joining us next Sunday when we drop the next episode of Walking Through Glass, the podcast, and listen to our conscious conversations. It truly is about being unapologetically authentic and walking in our truth. Have a great one. Look forward to chatting with you next time. Bye-bye.